not about can't do. Missions is about can do. Global vision is about can do. You and I should be about we can do this. Not I can do this. We can do this because we are in Christ Jesus, seated in heavenly realms above the circumstance with him. I'm praying and I'm going to prophesy over this place that I think God wants to build a culture that stops the negative and grows into the positive and says, we can do this. We can overcome. We can pray for healing and see people healed. We can because the enemy has stolen that from us because this church was birthed on a can-do attitude. But you see, can-do comes from a very simple word. It's a word that is part of who you are. It's a word that's all the way through. If I had my Bible here, I'd pick it up. It's over there. It's all the way through the Scripture. It's a word that, is, that starts at the beginning and it finishes at the end. It's the word that will empower you. It's the word that is going to give us the can-do attitude. And it's in here. It's in this verse. Let's have a look at it. Take two verses back to verse 8. And it says this. Here's the secret to a can-do attitude. Are you ready? God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can take, can't take credit for that. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Go to the next. In New King James, it actually says this. I hope I put that up there. No, New King James. Go Next one. That's because he went the other way. Go back. Next one. Next slide. Hope it's there. For by grace you have been saved through faith. The original translation or the original words for through is quite simple. It means through. Just so I throw that in. It's through faith. You see, salvation is through faith. Your can-do attitude is grown through faith. It's not something you do. It's in a faith. And I want to suggest to you that for something to go through something, it needs to actually grow in it. In other words, what is the culture of salvation? It actually has to grow in faith. Without faith, you cannot be saved. Without faith faith, you cannot know Christ. Without faith, you cannot see healing. Without faith, you cannot read the scripture and actually have a belief that goes into your spirit and deep into your soul. It starts with faith. It's through faith. The can-do attitude comes with faith. Kalamunda Church of Christ, Steve Hall, you as an individual, how's the culture of faith going at the moment? Have we created a culture of faith that says, God, what do you want to do? And then we're going to step out in faith and believe we're going to do it. We're not going to look at what we've done in the past. We're not going to look at the resources we've had in the past. God, we're going to believe that what you said is what you said, and what you said is what we're going to do because you said it. You said it. I believe it. Let's do it. I think God wants to turn us back to a faith 
culture that says, in faith, we can do. There's a whole world around us that needs a church that has a culture of faith. Our community does not want a culture of religion. There's enough people telling us what we should and shouldn't do. We've got a culture that believes in a God that's bigger than anything we know. It comes through faith. I want to have a look at that concept of faith. If you want to understand faith, oh, Jade, I pressed the wrong button. Oh, it's okay. It came back. Whew. I can hear someone laughing. Don't laugh. If we're going to look at faith, the best place to go is Hebrews. Because the writer of Hebrews was writing to a church that was struggling with its faith. It was getting back to the religious stuff. It was getting back to, to what we should do and should we be circumcised and should we be. And they were getting confused with the shoulds. They were getting confused with the things that you have to do. They were getting confused with the process of belief. They were looking at the rules and regulations. And the writer of the Hebrews is crying out and saying, I want you to get back to faith. I want you to plow that ground again so that we can put seeds of faith in it. Culture, so it can grow. Our young people, our older people, we need to grow again in faith that believes that God is alive. And we don't just say it because it's in our head. We say it by our actions because we believe it. We're going to walk in it. So we go to Hebrews 1, uh, so Hebrews 11, which is a great verse. Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance, that physical thing of my hope, the hopes and dreams I've got for my family for my children, for my marriage, for my health, for my neighbor who doesn't know Jesus, for my church, the hope in him that he can do everything and the evidence of things not seen. Hope, faith is what we want to look at. Faith is saying, God I can trust you. I can trust you with this. God, I I can trust you with my possessions. I can trust you. You see, the rich man came to Jesus and he had done a really good job on his religion. But when Jesus said, give all your money away, he struggled and said, hang on a minute. I don't know if I can trust you with that. What is it you can't trust God with? Because that's probably the place where your faith is struggling the most. Can I trust God with my marriage? Can I trust God with my health? Trust God. Faith is taking God at his word. What has he said? That rhema word, that word that's for you, that word that you've heard, the word that goes into your spirit, that word. The word that comes through scripture that goes into your spirit and into your soul and to your innermost being. Would you trust that word? Would you say, God said that, I believe it, let's do it. 
Faith is not being moved by circumstances. It's being moved by a God who's bigger than the circumstance. Faith believes God does, God can, and God will. Faith believes God can. Oh, I've missed it. Faith believes God. I had it there. God does, God can, and God will. Unbelief says God doesn't, God can't, and God won't. How often do we struggle with coming up with reasons and excuses for God? And we justify it so much so that we destroy our faith and so we stop praying. I prayed for you, you weren't healed. I must have got something wrong. No. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying for people. Keep asking people if you can pray for them. Don't give up. Don't justify it or try and make excuses for it. God doesn't need your excuses. God can. God does. And God will do what he wants to do. This, uh, there's a great book called Refreshed Faith by um, Jim Simbala. I probably made it wrong because I read it and, it's, uh, and I was taught to use the sounds. But it says this. Satan wants us to focus on the problem not the provider. He constantly points to what seems to be rather than to what God has promised to do. If we stop spending time with the Lord in prayer, the concerns of the physical will snatch our attention and dominate us while the spiritual sense is deadened and the promises fade. How true is that? I know it happens with me. See, the the enemy wants to take our faith. He wants to take our can-do attitude from us and rely on what we think we know rather than taking a risk with God because he said it. The circumstances might not say it's right, but I'm going to believe it and I'm going to go for it. God wants us to be a can-do community. He wants us to be a can-do church. He wants us to be a church that can do because we have a faith culture. The next uh, quote that I've got of Jim Simbala says this, unbelief talks to itself instead of talking to God. Write that one down. Unbelief, I I tell you, this, this, this little saying grabbed me this week. It grabbed me this week as I was toiling over a whole bunch of stuff and writing notes down and walking. I walked about 60, 70 k's this week, I reckon, walking with God and, and talking and my brain's going around. And I got to this and I read that again and again and I went, yep, I'm talking to myself rather than talking to God. You see, unbelief talks to itself and doesn't talk to God. Let's stop talking amongst ourselves. Let's talk to God because God wants, he, I, I believe deep down in my spirit, so deep, that there's something inside you that God wants to do, that he has planned for you to do, but you can't do it 
unless we have a can-do attitude. And you can't have a can-do attitude if our faith culture doesn't support it. I believe that Kalamunda Church of Christ, we've seen a little snippet of what God can do through Kalamunda Church of Christ. Both here in this place, in this community, and across the world. But it's only a little bit. He's saying to us, there is so much more I have promised you, but you can't do it unless you have a can-do attitude that gets above the circumstances and listens to the, the voice of faith and says, we're going to build a culture of faith that believes bigger than the circumstance we're in. I hope you're hearing it, church, because I want to call out faith today. I want to call out belief today in something that's bigger than you, bigger than me, bigger than the circumstance, the can-do of God, because we can do anything through him who strengthens us. And listen to this. If you do that, chapter 11, verse 6 of Hebrews, have a look what it says. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarded of those who diligently seek him. Faith puts a smile on the dial of God. Faith puts a smile on God's face. He doesn't love you any more or any less. I love it when he, you look at the scripture and Jesus sees this lady and he turns to her. And he goes, oh, I saw faith. And I can imagine she's just a smile and goes, that touches me. The centurion that comes to Jesus. And he said, oh, I haven't seen faith like that before. You see, when the church starts to believe and have faith in a God who can do anything, he smiles on that church. And let me tell you, the smile of God is beautiful. It shines out. He wants to smile on his, on, your, on his church. But read a bit further. And then the reach, I haven't got it down there, but if you go a bit further in, in Hebrews 11, it then says, but people, listen, there's a whole multitude out there. You've got a whole crowd of witnesses that are all cheering you on. Now, I always heard this message about being like in the stadium and everybody's around cheering you, you know, clapping and cheering and saying, come on, you can do it. But I looked at that scripture the other day and I thought, I've been at the footy. I've been at the arena. And when the crowd are cheering, do you know what they're usually doing? They're telling everybody what to do. They're telling the coaches what to do. They're telling the players how to play. They're telling the... And I got a feeling as I looked at that and I thought, I reckon this crowd of witnesses that the writer talks about, there's Moses and there's Abraham and there's, and there's Noah and there's, there's Enoch and he goes to a whole bunch. And if you keep going, there's a few that actually killed themselves because of their faith, keep going right the way through. We sometimes forget that bit. And they're all saying, church, come on. Faith. Walk through the water. Faith. Live, live till, you, till, you, till you never die. Faith. Come on. Faith. It's not what you're doing. I'm not cheering you on to work harder. I'm cheering you on to believe that God can do it. Here is the battle cry. Here is the cry from the, from the bleachers, from the, from the arena. They're saying, you can do it. 
See, there's faith in this building here. Back in 1986, a group of people of about 200, I think it was, were meeting on the other side in that building. And back in those days, average wage probably would have been about 30, 40 would be an average wage, 40,000, it wasn't a lot compared to what we get today. And they believed that God wanted them to get this building. So they did. They purchased this building without debt. They went and built on that, that room out there and put the carpet in and painted the place and, and turned it into a beautiful place because they had a can-do attitude. They had a faith attitude. But this is what happened. At that same time, they felt God was saying to them, we want you to rise up in faith and give beyond your ability because I want to trust you. I'm not asking you to look at your bank account. I'm not asking you to look at what you can give. I'm asking you to ask me what I will give through you. And so the church did. In faith, they got on their knees and they believed for $56,000. That first year, they were in this building and they got every cent of that. And the next year, it was more. And the next year, it was more. I've calculated, I'm probably wrong, but about $2.5 million has gone through this place. But it starts with a culture of faith and belief that God can do. It's not looking at trying to convince you that these people are good to, to support because that's just selling it. It's not about telling you that if you get, you'll be blessed. No. The blessing you get from giving is just knowing that you're walking in faith. <laughs> That's the blessing. But they believed. You see, by faith, Jeff and Di Hall were at this church here. And by faith, they sold up their business and went over east. And started up a missionary group. And then from faith, they joined ICC and the journey keeps going. By faith, this book here, read it. By faith, a man by the name of David Gotts went out. And he believed that God could do something with just a single guy who saw a hurting child. And by faith, an organization grew. By faith, Stephen and Daisy believed that if they could get a group, a house of prayer together in India and start raising up leaders and pastors that they could evangelize India by faith. By faith, there's a, by faith, Sam and Eva stepped out from YWAM and started this children's home. By faith, hundreds of kids have gone through and, through and discovered Jesus and grown in a family and been loved. By faith, a church has started and others from it. By faith. By faith. That's the faith that has been here in the past and we've got to build it up again. By faith. The devil wants to steal our belief. He wants to steal our can-do spirit because if he can get a church just to believe in what it can do on its own, if he can get a church to stop believing in the miracles of God, he wins. But if he gets a church that has a culture of faith, where this next generation grows up believing in something bigger than themselves, to step out into the streets of, of um, the Gold Coast like they've done with Youth for Christ and to stand up and believe in prayer. Why? Because a culture of faith was born. I want a church that has a culture of 
faith. And it starts small and it grows and it grows and it grows and it stops looking at each other and it stops looking at the problems and it stops looking at opinions and it starts looking at a God and says, I'm a culture of faith. See, out of faith, the Bible says, I've got a whole bunch of scriptures, I won't give it to you, but faith comes salvation. Faith comes healing. Faith comes the understanding of scripture. It doesn't come. Let me give you three things. Three things, very quickly, where a culture of faith starts. The culture of faith starts on our knees. It starts in surrender. It starts with that scripture. It starts... If anyone wills to do his will. You see, you don't know the answer. He says, that, that's, you shall know concerning the doctrine. Jesus was saying there that you don't know what you believe and I can't convince it to you. And, and you know what? It's pretty hard to convince it because our heads are going to struggle with it. You won't understand the scripture until you decide to say, I give up my will and I'll take your will. Jesus said in his prayer, Thy will be done. When we put down our will and our ideas and our thoughts, we will discover his thoughts. It's in the prayer. It's in the quietness. Every faith step started on the knees. And then faith goes to the feet. The feet is when we stand up and we go, okay, I've heard the voice of God. I've known what he's going to do. And it starts on our feet where it says that we should walk in faith. Next slide. We walk in faith, not by sight. So now I believe it and I'm going to step out and I'm going to do something like the guys who stepped out and picked up a, a guy who was paralyzed and lowered him through the ceiling because they believed. And their faith is what motivated or moved Jesus. Your faith has healed you. The faith of these men that lowered you down. And faith finishes in our hands. Starts on our knees. God, I will to do your will. And then I believe and I'll stand up. And then we'll be like Peter who says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, which is the faith I've found on my knees and I've got onto my feet, I give you. Faith promise that we're going to do is not about raising more money. <laughs> it's about building a culture of faith. Because if you build a culture of faith in our finances, you'll build a culture of faith in your prayer life. You'll build a culture of faith in your, in, your, in your ministry, in your healing. There are people in this place that God is saying your faith has been squashed by non-belief. And it's time to call out the can-do spirit again. Some of you, you've been there. You've done that. And God said it's time to step out in faith with the can-do spirit. Just put the slide up of the faith promise cards. Next week, we're going to give you a faith promise card. And this is what I want you to do this week. With that faith promise card that you're going to get next week, I want you this week to start getting on your knees and not looking at your bank account, not looking at what you're going to do, but say, what can I give? I've got so many stories of people of the past. Talk to some of the people around. Beres especially, the carrier of all knowledge of Katamata Church of Christ of people who said, God, what would you have me give? And he's given a figure, and I write that figure down because it starts on my knees. God, what should I give? And God says, I want you to give this much. And so you, you, in faith, you stand up and you put it down on the paper. And all of a sudden, during the year, they see a miracle happen. 
Some people have said just money has just turned up from someone died or they had an unexpected gift came. And they had just the right amount. <laughs> that's a culture of faith that's going to build you up. Or others have said, I just started giving out of my pocket this amount of money. I just worked it out. It wasn't in my budget, but I just started giving. And you know what happened? When you give, you multiply. What was happening with the problem with the lady with the bowls that Elisha went to? Elijah or Elisha? I think it was Elijah, was that one? It went Elijah? Yep. Went with the bowls, the, the pots to fill up with oil, and I only got seven. Should have got more. You see. The pots is your faith. It's your measure of your faith. And God says, would you trust me? Just start giving it out and you watch me bring the finances in your need. You start giving it out. You watch me bring the finances. Because when we grow in an attitude of faith, boy, this church is going to multiply in its effectiveness. Not just here and in your families, but in this world. I've talked too long. Let me pray. Stand up with me. And uh, Father God, I just want to ask right now, as we come to this part of the service, you said in Corinthians 12, 9, you talked about the spiritual gifts and you said faith was one of those that was given. And I want to pray today, God, for an implanting of faith, the gift of faith, upon this church. Forgive us, God, for our unbelief. Forgive us, God, for using our man's eyes to determine what you can do. But give us ears towards you to hear what you would do. Father, we want to be a church that has a culture of faith where salvation will start to flourish Word becomes clearer because it's your word. Worship becomes alive because faith, it doesn't come through song, it comes through faith. God, I pray for a pouring out of faith. There's people here today, I want to just say to you, there's people here, you're struggling, you've lost the, the confidence in the can-dos. You used to. I want to say to you today, God wants to restore that can-do attitude. He wants to restore your faith where you've become to a place of just believing in circumstances. He wants to lift your eyes today. Spirit of God, speak to us right now. Break the stronghold of unbelief. Implant a gift of faith. That God, as a church this year, we're not just going to go with what we can afford. We're going to give out to this world what you choose to give through us. We're going to be a church that walks in faith, not by sight. We're going to trust you, God. We're going to trust you because we can do all things through Jesus Christ. Amen.